0: Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started.
1: So today we wanted to talk uh, again about the App Store and about how the App Store is changing over time and especially uh, around this time when iOS 10 is coming out and things are changing, um, and especially this year where it seems like for the first time we're having all this change and... I don't know, like, tumult in the App Store, where we're getting subscription model, model changing, uh, there's search ads coming, they're purging old ad apps from the App Store, they're changing app, re- app review, timing, all kinds of things are changing in the App Store. And all that change recently made me um, take a look back and do what I lo- I love doing most, which is making a chart. Of course. <laughs> Anytime I kind of feel nostalgic or, or curious, I'll, I'll, I'll try and make it make a chart out of that. And so what, been, what I did, and this is a lot of what we're going to start talking about, is an article I wrote called uh, Evolving App Store Business Models, um, which I'll have a link to in the show notes. A lot of these things I feel are so easy to get stuck on, like, the way you feel now. And these slow, gradual changes are hard to really pin down for, like, what's actually been happening in the App Store. Because, you know, it's been quite a while since I've been I it submitted my first app i think my first app i submitted almost eight years ago um and a lot's changed since then and the interesting thing that i found is when i went back to my all like my app store sales data as far back as i had kept it and honestly i really wish i had my data all the way back to eight years ago but i just don't like i i consolidated into a new like reporting system only like three or four years ago and so I only have data back to then but I, nevertheless you should release that Oh, it's awful. It is. It is. It is one of those classic projects, which I'm sure any developer can appreciate where it is. It is designed to work for nobody but me. Like it, 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 <laughs> it like I do weird things. It's a, it, yeah, it makes no sense to anybody but me. But for me, it's perfect. And like I have to run like six scripts to get all the data in in the way I like it. But it works for me. So I would not recommend uh, if, you, if you're looking, if you're looking for a sales and reporting system, I'm sure there are many great hosted providers uh, to do what you want to do. Um, don't, don't, don't roll your own. I can tell you it's terrible. Um, but if you have this data, you can go back and look at it. The most striking chart, and I think the thing that is most uh, strongly drawn a- attention to this article was I did a chart of the percent of my revenue from the three different sources from in uh, a purchase, from paid sales and from advertising. And the truly remarkable thing from that graph is the way that advertising has just been steadily clawing away at paid sales, um, over the last four years to such a, in such a linear and clear way that when I first saw it, I was like, wow, like my data's broken. Like there's no way there's this linear of a progression. Like I'm doing something wrong in my analysis, but turns out, check the data. This is what it is. Like I went from a period in the beginning of 2012 where only about ten percent of my revenue came come from advertising, um, and now it's getting close to about eighty uh, percent of my revenue comes from advertising and interestingly, over that period, in app purchase in revenue has remained almost a, a almost constant like not quite it's certainly gone up and down, but roughly it's been hovering around uh, fifteen to twenty percent of my revenue and that's kind of fascinating to me because it shows how in sort of stark numbers, how the app store has been changing. Um, In a way that I kind of feel that this has been changing, you know, it's kind of the old thing we've talked about for for so long about the, the race to the bottom about um, lack of trials or the death of the paid model or repeat the devaluing of software, like all these things that you could kind of, the the things that we talk about as software developers, I always find it reassuring rather than just kind of like wishy-washy talking about things to actually look at the numbers and say, like, is that actually true? And yeah, like as somebody who has been doing this full-time, who's been doing it with a lot of apps, who's been doing it, um, probably more more importantly, who's tried about every business model you can think of, Um, The ones that have worked um, over time has changed and the business model now that seems most reliable for me is advertising and paid sales are now a vanishingly small percentage of my app. Uh, And even more crazy is when I look at the chart, you can see part of what makes that paid sales so terrible uh, because there's these massive spikes where I launch a new app, big spike in paid sales, and then it just falls off again. Um, and that, more than anything else, is the thing that I you know really don't like about paid sales and how just volatile that is when you're trying to make a living from it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've all, I mean, anybody who's ever had a paid app in the store has seen this exact same pattern before. Of Like, you know, if you're lucky, you have the launch where you have a decent spike. And then no matter what, no matter how lucky you were at launch, it just drops off after a few days, probably at most, and uh, starts to level off into, uh, you know, basically a slowly declining plateau after that <laughs> of of sadness and in, and uncertainty. And what I found is that every time you know if, if I have a paid app, suppose, suppose I do like a 2.0 or a 3.0, like a major update, um, even if they get a lot of press, I might get spikes on that day, but it's never as high as the initial launch spike. Uh, and you know and like every every spike you have subsequent to an app's launch is usually smaller than the one before it. Uh, to the point where now like even major holidays don't really impact me at all. Like used to be like Christmas used to be a major sales day and, and, uh, and now like paid apps don't even do that well at Christmas. It's, uh, it's kind of sad really, but I guess it does you know as you're saying here, it really does reflect the, uh, the reality of what people are doing. You know, regardless of how we think things should be or how we wish things would be, uh, this shows you know what people are actually doing, how people are choosing to spend money or not spend money on the app store, I think is, is very clear here
1: yeah and I think it speaks to you also how I look at this graph and I think to myself, how I'm glad I am that I've been willing to experiment a lot because the thing that i i I think is most dangerous in the App Store is not being flexible and not trying new things and trying not moving around because there've definitely been times as I've gone through this where I'm like, I'm like, oh, do I really want to do that? Do I not want to do that? Um, do I want and it's interesting to see so clearly that if I hadn't, if I'd been stuck on one model, if I'd said like, no, this is how I'm going to do sell my software, you know, it just wouldn't have worked. Like if my revenue was just my paid sales number, for example, like if that's what I'd stuck to and committed to, you know, I would be consulted at this point, almost certainly I would, or I'd be working, uh, you know, at nine to five jobs somewhere. Like there just it is there, it would, I, I would not be able to live on that, you know, diminishingly small part of the pie now. Um, and so, by being a little bit flexible on that, it's you know reassuring that like that was the right choice because at the end what I wanted was to be an independent to be able to make you know make that software I want to make and then make a living from it and to do that it's like this is this is what this is what that takes and this is what that looks like now I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, if you, if you look at your graph, um, the one that's not like a hundred percent graph, but the one that's just like a pure spiky graph, um, it's it's interesting to note that like you basically are making a pretty similar salary steadily since about twenty thirteen, uh, and if you subtract the advertising from that, you see what I think most developers have seen since twenty thirteen, which is a slowly declining uh, curve and and a lot of sadness as things decline and seemingly can't get back up. Um, so really. Uh, which we're, you know, I think, which we're going to talk a little more about. Um, it seems like advertising has kind of not, maybe not saved you, but certainly ha- has been a a massive part of your success over the last few years. And it seems like that is the kind of the missing part that a lot of us indies have not had over the last few years to keep it steady. You know, instead we only have those paid sale and maybe if we're lucky in-app purchase sales uh, like what you have, but they have about the same shape that your graph has, which is everything's getting harder and harder and harder and money is just getting lower and lower over time. Um, and the willingness to experiment is literally what's making your business now. Because, you know, you, you can experiment with different apps, but if everyone experiments with different apps, but only one or two payment models, um, you're, you're missing out on part of the experimentation. Like, you know, in, this, in your case, experimenting with ads And various in-app purchase schemes uh, has really helped you quite a bit over anybody who just tried to sell an app for a few bucks and hope that it works. Because that can work, but it's certainly a lot harder to make that work. And I think over time it's working less.
1: Yeah, and I think it speaks to also something that I've found that's like an unintended benefit of advertising for me. Is the reliability of the income that it gives, um, and that's certainly not to say that it's always been this like it's not the same day to day. And advertising is notorious for, especially the first day of a new financial quarter, and especially the first day of a new year, falling off cliffs um, because everyone's ad budgets kind of they they you know they spend them up, and then you get to the end of the month, the end of a quarter, and they're like, oh no, we got all this money, let's just spend it, and they, your rates go up nicely, and then the first you know like you get you hit. Is that January, February, March, and then all of a sudden, like it just falls off. So it's not like it's completely reliable. And once you've done been through one of those crazy cliffs but once or twice, you kind of know what you're looking for, looking at. But what I find fascinating is on a day to day basis, these my sales income from paid things, where I'm relying on somebody to open their wallet and hand me you know, hand me two dollars. Um, the variability I found between that is is always been way higher uh, than from advertising base. And I think it's largely because Advertising is functionally a measure. It's like this rough measure of the engagement of users in my application. You know, how many times they're opening it, how long they're opening it. Um, like it's that overall usage number. And the that number is very stable to a certain point that, you know, you hope you ha- your app has a, I guess, a, you know, it brings on more users than it loses. Um as you go you know so that you want you need those downloads at the beginning and then you have some kind of retention over time that you know some people will stop using your app and then they're replaced hopefully by new people and if that number is gradually working its way up in order for your income to go down like obviously the rates can drop which sometimes happens but usually they're fairly stable and so as a result your income just becomes fairly flat because it's only in- increasing or decreasing by the very slow adjustments from the amount of new users you get and the number of users that you're losing um and so if you if you have a big spike in new users it's like yay that won't actually make a big difference to your revenue that day though it's like it that that that, that spike gets averaged out over the next you know few months as your daily um active sessions or whatever the right measure would be slowly works its way up and you know say you make a change and People don't like it and they leave the app. It's like that'll likely be offset in the same thing. Like that, that it's a gradual decline. And that as a as an independent, as somebody who makes, you know, like who pays my mortgage with my app revenue, that is so reassuring that it, this feeling that I don't have to check my sales report every day and worry that, you know, it's like, is, is, has this been a good weekend? Has this like for a while had apps that would do really well on Sundays and, you know, I'd have a, sometimes I'd have a Sunday where it's something like my sales just wouldn't be what they were. And it's like, whoa, like there goes 15% of my weekly revenue um, because it was a holiday or because there was an a- issue on the app store and payments weren't processing for a few hours, which is something that's happened before. And you look at those and you're like, whoa, this is really scary. Um, but at least with advertising and that kind of a model, and you'd say in some ways subscriptions have a similar kind of feel to them, um, but it's lovely to have the sense of these slow slow increases and slow decreases over time, rather than these huge spikes that are up and down,
0: which are just so stressful. Our sponsor this week is Linode. Go to linode.com slash radar and use code radar20 at checkout to get $20 credit towards your first Linode service. Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across 8 data centers around the world, making them a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in just under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which now gets you 2 gigs of RAM for 10 bucks a month. That's amazing. You'll be able to choose your resource levels, Linux distro, and node location right from their awesome manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, and resize your virtual server with just a few clicks. Let me tell you one thing. Um, So I use Linode, and you use Linode. Um, I've used them for a very long time now. And one of the things that they just mentioned here in the script, the resizing, I had to do that uh, recently. And I thought for sure, I mean, as, as an old computer user, I thought... There is no chance resizing a disk partition is going to work. Like, just there's no chance for that. So I tried it first on a server that didn't matter very much, and uh, you have to power down the server to do it. But then it just kind of happens, and then you power the server back up, and it's fine. And you, it's just there. You don't have to like remap your disk or re, repartition things. It just works. And I've now I was so blown away by how well it worked. I've now done that on like five or six occasions on some very important servers, including all of my databases now, and it worked perfectly every time. The fact that they can resize a disk, I know that you know maybe this sounds crazy to like young people who have always used amazing services like this, but I never thought that would work. And the fact is, it works amazingly, and it's just one of the many reasons why I'm a very happy Linode customer. Anyway, so. They have industry-leading native SSD storage on their on their machines. They're very, very fast, especially for the price. Uh, they have a 40-gigabit network access there. They have all the power and access that you need to get your job done. So as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash radar, you'll not, not only be supporting us, but you'll get $20 towards any Linode plan. With a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. Once again, linode.com slash radar, and use promo code radar20 at checkout for $20 off. Thank you very much to Linode for supporting this show. All right, so we've been talking about uh, ads and your transition uh, to a diversified income stream that includes ads in your apps. And this got me thinking uh, a while back, you know, maybe I should try ads in Overcast. Because the problem I was facing... So I wrote this big blog post kind of explaining all this in more detail. um, But Overcast has had... You know, three business models now. The you know the first year, roughly, uh, it was you know I, I always wanted it to be free upfront because I have a lot of reasons why I want this. Why basically market share is more important to me than total revenue for this app. I really want maximum market share, and I'll try to get enough revenue somehow once I have that. So I have the very first year, I have you know free upfront, and you get some of the features but you don't really get the best features things like smart speed and voice boost and like full playlists and everything like it was pretty limited and it was really annoying with with like how much in the app it was limited it basically uh it was not a very good app in this limited state and yet the vast majority of my users were using it in that state because most people didn't buy the one-time five dollar in-app purchase to unlock the cool stuff so Trying to combat that problem, uh, about a year ago, I switched to every feature was free and you just pay me what you want, basically. I, I did a, a monthly subscription, a uh, dollar a month, and you could buy it ahead as long as you wanted. It was non-renewing. It was you know, the old kind of subscription where it doesn't auto-renew. So you could basically just you know buy it for five years if you wanted to give me a bunch of money or just buy it for three months if you wanted to try it out. But you didn't really get anything for that. And I was kind of banking on people's goodwill. And it did work just not enough. Um it it did work enough to get me a r- little over like I think just about one and a half percent or so or two percent roughly uh of of users to actually pay and subscribe. But that was not really enough to to really bring in meaningful revenue um over time. So instead uh I switched about six months ago, I added a couple of features that had been very highly requested uh the main main one of which was dark mode uh a whole dark theme of the app i added that to the app um about six months ago and that and i added it only for people who were paying the voluntary patronage and that was weird for a number of reasons i mean first of all now it's still called patronage but now you get perks and so that's a little bit odd a lot of people objected to the term, to the terminology there and i understand why um, and then a lot of people were mad because people who had, who had bought the original $5 unlock everything purchased the year earlier were very mad that here was a new feature that they did not get. Uh, they were extremely mad, and I heard from them constantly, even literally for the last six months. Like It never stopped. I kept hearing from them. And so I don't want to make my early customers so mad. And then the, And then the final problem was even that, while it did provide a nice bump to the number of people who were paying, it didn't provide... Enough of a bump to make it really a sustainable uh, good income, so I could sustain the service on that just barely. But uh, but I, I really need more to to both do what I want to do with it and to justify pouring a lot a lot of my time into it rather than having to start exploring new projects. So I decided ads were worth a try because, as you said, like ads make a lot of sense now. You know, there's a reason why so much. That we that we consume and use in today's technology world is ad funded. There's a there's a big reason for that, uh, and that is that you know you basically anybody can use everything they want for free. You just have to tolerate these ads, and most people don't mind ads. You know, I, I don't know anybody who loves ads, but most people don't mind. Like they, most people will give will will take that trade off if the trade off is I would rather not pay, but I'll take ads or uh, you can pay, and then you won't see ads, most people will choose the the ad option there, uh, because they don't want to pay. And that's fine. It seemed to make a lot of sense. The, uh, the the main risk to this was, of course, that here I had this app that is very well regarded by a lot of people. Uh, very, It's used by a lot of people, many of whom are very strongly opinionated. Uh, and it looks, you know, had a good design, you know, has, has a good design, it looks nice. And a lot of people were going to see me try ads. And I've had various opinions of ads over the years. And again, I, I don't love them either, but I consider them kind of the, the acceptable trade-off uh, for, for what we're doing here. So I was very, very scared to release this. Uh, this, was, this was the most nervous I've ever been about releasing anything since I've done a 1.0. And I released it, and overall, the, the reaction was better than I expected. Uh, it was, it's not great. I wouldn't say it's a great reaction, but I would say it's a lot less horrible than I was predicting and that I was prepared for. Uh, my star rating is in the crapper. Uh, this was the, this is the first time overcast has ever had a star rating below four and a half. I believe now I'm at two and a half, something like that. Um, so my rating's destroyed and that's going to hurt me a lot. Uh, I hope that's only temporary. We will find out. I'm getting a lot of angry emails and tweets. Eh, lots of them. Uh, lots of, people who are not very kind about about this change but on the other hand i've gotten a whole lot of people who are totally okay with it and like that there's no longer this weird difference between like special features that patrons get and you know and this weird terminology of patronage that even though it is also including special features um so now i i simplified things so now you have these ads and if you don't want to see ads and then down the road, I might add a few little things here. But uh, if you don't want to see ads, you can buy the annual subscription, which is a new auto renewing kind, and it's just called Overcast Premium. So no more like patronage wording, like you know, no more messing with ideas of, of of you know goodwill or or charity over in that area because that was, as I said, problematic for a lot of people. Now it's just called Premium. You pay ten bucks a year, you get ads. Uh, this is a simplification, even from the previous subscriptions. Uh, they were a dollar a month, so it was twelve dollars a year if you paid annually. This is even cheaper, ten ten dollars a year, uh, because it's nice and simple, you know. And I I even adjusted on all the different currencies around the world so that like a lot of the euro based ones were going to be like ten fifty euro, and I said now just you know nine ninety nine is fine or, or ten even whatever it is. Um, so made it very simple, w- much clearer wording, and a much honestly simpler business model. There's ads in the app. If you want to get rid of them, you pay me ten bucks a year. the The amazing thing about this is that I get recurring revenue from anybody who's actually using the app. So I'm getting it somewhere, whether it's the ad or whether it's subscriptions. I'm getting recurring revenue from usage, and it's, it's exactly what you said earlier, David. It's like you know I'm incentivized to keep people using the app and to make the app good enough that people will keep coming back and using it. I, don't, I no longer have an incentive of like what am I gonna do to push people over the over like the next big version or what kind of crazy features can I can I come up with that'll make people pay and, and you know anger everybody else like I really just have to make the app better now And as long as I do that, I make money from everybody who uses it and it's not like a massive amount more money, but it is more and and the ads you know it's a little early to say how well the ads are working because it's only been a few days since I've had them in uh, but even in these few days, i've gotten a ton of more of more subscriptions uh it's not you know i haven't like doubled or anything <laughs> and but that might happen who knows uh i haven't doubled yet but i certainly have a lot more subscribe a lot more subscribers these are also now all in the new apple auto renewing system so that means a year from now if they still subscribe i will get 85 percent instead of 70 percent from them which is a big deal and the ads are kind of making up the difference uh of you know trying to give me some money for everyone who's not a subscriber. And, you know, right now, the amount of money the ads are making is fairly modest. But, you know, it's still very early, and I still could experiment with different placements of the ads, different formats of ads, things like that. Uh, and, I think it's ended up working out. The, the I mean, I'm going to have to figure out how the heck to make everybody happy enough to stop giving me one-star reviews and sending me nasty emails uh, because my star rating is, as I mentioned, down from four and a half to two and a half uh, with a very large volume. Uh, so I don't know about that, but the rest of it seems to be working okay. Sure, and
1: the reality is, too, it's the awkward thing of so much of this is coming, I think, from the change in business model. Like, if, if this was... If the app that you just released were Overcast 1.0, I doubt you would have that same negativity. That's just the nature of these things, where people are like, "Oh, I had this thing." It's like you were giving me this great app for free with nothing and with no impingement at all upon me. Now it's a free app that is impinging on me slightly by showing me, you know, ads at the tops of some of the lists and so that change it's like it feels like you t- you've taken something from me which you haven't really but you know that's the way it feels i imagine and so you know over time i suppose in some ways it's one of the nice things where well one day i would love for the app store to do like a rolling average of reviews um the next time you do an update your reviews will reset again and uh you can hopefully put a lot of these one stars behind you um you know and just sort of go from there
0: yeah i i think that's really uh you know what i'm doing here i mean and a lot of people have asked why I why I didn't release this as part of a bigger 3.0 update. And I think the results speak for themselves. Um, if I had released this as part of a whole bunch of other features and changes and a, and a big push, uh, similar to Apple's headphone jack thing, the story would have been all about the ads. And the star ratings would have been all about the ads. And the reviews would be all about the ads. And I feel like that I'm better off making this transition to ad-based now while I'm still in the 2.x series. And then when I do a big 3.0 release down the road, hopefully not too far down the road, but when I do it down the road the story will already include like people who write about overcast, people who review overcast, people who use overcast will all already know okay this app is ad driven so that that'll be old news you know just like the headphone jack thing and the iphone this week you know we all knew about it months ago so now it's old news and we're all kind of accepting it and moving on and just evaluating the iphone on its other merits that's how this is going to be i think with overcast 3.0 that you know i'm going to be able to now do things freely and and, and make the app great on its own merits and the story won't, won't be just about the ads when I finally launch it. And perhaps even moreover, it seems like, I imagine, not to speak for you,
1: but there's a slightly better incentive for you to really put that work into 3.0. Um, because oh, if it, if it feels more sustainable and viable, it's not like, it doesn't feel like you're just putting more time after something that kind of is slowly decaying over time that you're just kind of, you know, you put all this effort into a 3.0, all these new features, all these big updates. And then it's like, uh, it's not actually going to make any difference at the end of the day. Like you could just leave the app as it is now and
0: hope, hope for the best. That is entirely correct. I mean, i I was really, you know, not not in a very good psychological place about the app before I launched the ads because revenue was just flat and and flat at not a particularly great level, and I didn't really know what else to do. It felt hopeless, and now I have this big influx of subscribers, and I have this nice little kind of side money from the ads, and that is amazing, and that has lit a fire under me. Now I, you're you're totally right; it has totally turned around my motivation. I'm not thinking of like oh what other apps could I make to make more money. No, now I'm just thinking how do I make this even more amazing? And I I've had an amazingly productive few days uh, since since launching the apps or since launching the ads rather of just making the app incredibly better, like getting a lot of stuff done on 3.0, working through like some navigation changes and making some, like custom animations, and you know, cool stuff like that 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 you that you can kind of only do if you're making money or if you if you think you're going to make money on an app you know, like investing into it not just like bullet point features but like polish and fun new things and re, you know, re, rethinking some of the design aspects and and you know i'm making i made the watch app a lot better you know for 3.0 also and now i can think about adding a today widget and all this well i guess they now just called widgets all this stuff that i can now do because there's money coming in and, and at a reasonable rate now that i can i can be relatively assured of its future and and that's something i couldn't say before and and that made me you know honestly uh, quite sad pretty much all all summer as i watched the sales just kind of flatten uh, but now things have turned around and i am kind of on fire now and i'm i'm like ploughing through and doing all sorts of great stuff and it feels great and i think in the long run you know even though right now it is quite painful to see my rating go go so far down the tubes and to get all these angry messages from people but i think long term it will be better for my users overall yeah and i think the thing that i love so much about this change is like the ads are what are what
1: they are like sometimes i feel like we can moralize about them and get all like fancy about it but at the end of the day they're just a tool for businesses to make money and what i love though is that it lets you like with the things that you're talking about the thing that i love about that is it's allowing you to not have to make this big case of like, I always hate the 3.0s that feel like it's like the kitchen, it's like everything in the kitchen sink, right? It's just, yep. <laughs> I have to have these, I, have, I did all my good features in version one. I can made up some other stuff for version two. Version three, here's just everything else I could think of.
0: It's just an assault by feature
1: checklist. It's like, now you can just say, you know, I'm just going to polish. I'm just going to keep polishing this and make it better and better and better because I'm not trying to upsell you on a paid upgrade or I'm not trying to do something like that. I just want to make the app as like the absolute best you can be. And that sounds like an awesome place for you to be.
0: It really, oh man, it feels great. I, it's, I mean, you've been here before. I'm sure like it feels great. Yeah. And so I'm I'm just so happy to finally kind of be like, be back in it again and, and to, to feel good about its financial future again. It's awesome. All right. Well, here's hoping it goes well. And uh, we're out of time this week. Thank you everybody for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.